Hi guys, welcome to episode 105 of the Convenient Counselor Podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And this week, my self-care has looked like date night with my husband and getting out a calendar to mark things down. And I hope that you're taking time out of your week to care for yourself as well. And I am so thankful you're here listening today. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe space for you to learn more about yourself and to learn about mental health topics on your time. This is no replacement for actual therapy, but I do hope that it is helpful to you and something you can apply to your week ahead. Today, I want to talk about something that I deal with in almost every single counseling session, as well as my personal life, and I'm sure you deal with it as well on a regular basis. It's called miscommunication. It has started wars, both internationally and in your home, in your car, in your morning routine. Miscommunications waste so much of our precious time. And often with a few small tweaks, they can be avoided. So in this episode, I want to list the three kind of categories that I see all the time with miscommunications. They typically fall into one of these three categories. And then I want to present some potential remedies or ways to avoid this miscommunication from happening again. The first category I would title as not hearing or not communicating. So this sounds very simple to understand, but it happens every day. The other person didn't hear what you said, or maybe you didn't say what your brain thought you said. (laughs) That's happened before. I will check in with my husband. I'll say, did you not hear me say that earlier? And he'll say, babe, you literally never said that. You have never mentioned that. And I think, okay, maybe I wrote it down on my phone, but I didn't say it out loud. Or with my kids, they'll be in another room and I will have shouted out or said something I need them to do but maybe they didn't hear me. So there's going to be a miscommunication when point A to point B never gets communicated. It's gotten so bad at our house that we will tell each other, is that a conversation you had in your head or did we actually have that conversation out loud? (laughs) So at least we're aware of it at this point. But in counseling sessions, what happens that I'll see the most common not communicated thing might be an expectation is, well, we had dinner, so I expected you to clear the table afterwards because I cooked the meal. Okay, was that communicated? Did someone say that? No, and if you did say it, maybe they didn't hear it or it wasn't communicated clearly. So someone either didn't hear it or someone never said the words that they're wanting to communicate. So that's the first category, not hearing. So sometimes your child doesn't hear you, they're in another room. You never sent that text message, you never sent that email, or it wasn't communicated. It can be on the sender's end, or it could be on the receiver's end. There's an American sociologist by the name of William White, and one of his quotes is that, the greatest enemy of communication is the illusion of it. It may not even exist. The communication didn't happen, and that's going to be the enemy of solid communication. The second category that I see most often lead to miscommunication is not understanding. 
Maybe someone gives a directive and it doesn't compute the way that they had intended it to and a different result comes out. It's like misreading a recipe. I thought you said three tablespoons, not three teaspoons. Okay, it's gonna taste very different with, with a lot more of the spices or ingredients. I saw a tweet the other day. It was a perfect example of this. It said, my toddler was about to hit her head on a bar at the playground, so I told her to duck. She quacked at me and then hit her head. <laughs> so the communication was there, but she did not understand that he meant to duck her head, not to turn into a duck. You can understand why that might be misunderstood. But misunderstanding happens all the time. Either we move on too quickly, we don't pause for clarification, we think we know what they mean and we just keep moving forward. And it can lead to a lot of having to backpedal and figure out where we went wrong, where was the misunderstanding. It happens to all of us. And the third category is misinterpreting tone and or assumptions. I kind of gathered it all together. So this is, they didn't respond to my text for the rest of the night. They're either really mad at me or they're dead. And I'm going to freak out about it now. <laughs> so <laughs> misinterpreting or assuming things can lead to some dramatic reactions. Maybe someone had the nerve to use a period rather than an exclamation point, And now you are positive that they are mad at you. I can use this example because this is my go-to very often. I will ask my friends or family and be like, are you upset? Are you mad at me? Because you did not use the required at least one exclamation point when you were texting me back and forth. So, <laughs> I mean, I think that's realistic, right? But how often does this happen? Think about in your life, man, all the time I am maybe misinterpreting someone's tone in an email Maybe I caught them at a bad time on a phone call or they're in the middle of something and shoot, you know what? They were needing to focus. They didn't mean to snap at me, but I misinterpreted their tone or I made an assumption that, oh man, they're, they're already upset about this or just something totally off the mark. That's a very common foundation for a miscommunication. So those are the three categories, but now how do we remedy this? How do we prevent the miscommunication from happening? Which by definition is just a failure to communicate adequately. We can do this. The opposite of failure is success. So how do we succeed at communicating? Let's go back through the three. For the first category of not hearing, or maybe you never said it in the first place, not communicating. <laughs> Perhaps you need to come up with some sort of system to know that when I have given a directive to my child, I want to make sure I am looking them in the eyes or I've written it on a piece of paper or I have a text or email trail knowing that I sent this communication because typically miscommunications on minor things may not lead to an argument, may not lead to major blowouts or anything like that. We're typically more concerned about the big things. I asked you to pick up our daughter at practice at 6 p.m. No one was there. Okay, is there any proof that that was actually communicated? Is there a way that you knew that that was a directive given or on the receiving end that you were aware that that was supposed to happen? 
How do you confirm that? You need some sort of confirmation. And then sometimes we don't hear people because we're not really listening or we're listening to respond rather than listening to hear. And that's something you need to be more aware of, that you're already formulating your response rather than actually listening to what they're saying. So you miss a lot of their communication. So for that category, any kind of confirmation, there's not a right or wrong, but do you need to be holding your child's hand while you give them a directive? Do you need to be holding your spouse's hand while you speak something or something that's important enough that you want it communicated clearly? You're going to need some sort of confirmation. For the second category of not understanding. So, sweetie, you need to duck. Doesn't mean I need you to quack. I need you to lower your head. <laughs> like our example earlier. Sometimes I'll have my kids repeat back to me in their own words because they will understand it in their own terminology. They don't have the same vocabulary as me. They understand most of my words, but I want to know how they interpreted it. Okay, so when I ask you to clean your room, what does that look like? Does that mean I can see all of your floor? Does that mean that you have Windex mirrors and vacuumed the whole, your whole room? On the communicating end, to set clear expectations. On the receiving end, to ask clarifying questions. What does that mean to you? Surprisingly, at age six, my daughter does a great job at this. The other day, I was talking to her about something coming up, and she goes, when you say a few months from now, I don't know what that means. So I ask, how many days from now? <laughs> because that's how her mind translates time. She isn't thinking in months. She's thinking in days. She's learned her days of the week. So I just love, though, rather than nodding, moving on, and probably not understanding what I was saying, she said, okay, I'm going to ask it in my words. I'm going to clarify. And maybe there's areas in your life you need to do that on either the sending end or the receiving end so that you can avoid miscommunication and hopefully avoid conflict. Sometimes in a meeting or in a group setting, there's a lot of misunderstanding as well. So it's important if you're leading a team or even if you're a part of a team that at the end of a meeting, you can ask like, what are the key takeaways? What did we get out of this time together? What was communicated to us as a group, as a team, if we're working towards an objective? Miscommunications can be like sand in the gears of the machine you're trying to operate and it will only slow you down. So being preventative can be very helpful in maximizing your time. And for the last category, misinterpreting tone or maybe your own assumptions or maybe you're not aware of some of the assumptions you already have. Maybe you fill in gaps when you're reading text messages or emails because you don't have the nonverbal facial expressions, other ways to interpret tone. And in this category, try to assume the best. If they haven't responded to your text for several hours, maybe their battery died. Maybe they are running a bunch of errands and don't have their phone on them. Maybe they put their phone up on a shelf because they really want to focus on family time tonight. Someone doesn't hate you because they use a period rather than exclamation point. As hard as that is to believe, trust me. <laughs> Assume the best. I bet they use voice text and they don't want to yell out exclamation point in a crowded room. <laughs> or maybe they hit one of those auto responses and it already populated something for them. Whatever it is, misinterpreting tone. The easiest way to remedy that, and I've walked several 
situations through in counseling like this where you just pause and say, hey, before I waste any time or energy getting upset because I think you're sounding this way, can you tell me what you meant by that? Can you tell me more about that thought before I add on to the end of it with my own assumptions? Misinterpretations can be easily clarified just by asking a question, just by pausing or assuming the best or making light of it. I know you didn't mean it like that. With our kids, we'll say, that doesn't sound like you. You are my sweet boy, and that really sounds like a mean kid, so I don't know what's going on right now, but let's chat about it. There are some very hilarious miscommunications. I'll try to post a few on social media, but my favorite are the cake wording. I love when someone has to tell a cake wording over the phone and to see what comes out on the other end is quite hilarious. But all too often, miscommunications can lead to arguments, can lead to tension in a home. They can ultimately lead to a breakup of a relationship. And my goal today is just to highlight a few ways that miscommunications can happen. Maybe you can spot how they're happening in your life or that you have a tendency to do one of these three. I know I've done all three of them. And maybe take a few steps to prevent or remedy a miscommunication so that you can move on with your day, spend your time and energy elsewhere. Thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate each and every one of you who listens each week, who shares episodes, who tells your friends about the podcast. That is the best way to get the word out there. And I'm very thankful for you. As always, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. Have a great week.